Welcome to the Tune In and Level Up podcast. I am Glenda Hovenkamp, your host, and so happy you tuned in for a few minutes of leveling up together. I love having deep conversations on meaningful topics, some spiritual, some practical. Come as you are, tune in while walking, cooking dinner, driving, or just putting your feet up at the end of the day. Here's to both of us getting some takeaways that help in our leveling up journey. Today, my guest is Sarah Weisler. She is a health coach and the founder of her own coaching program, The Mind Body Magic. If you stay tuned, you're going to hear a story of someone who suffered health-wise and found some solutions and is now supporting others through her coaching program to be restored to health. Stay tuned for Sarah. Hi, Sarah. It's good to see you. Hi, Glenda. It's so nice to speak with you. I'm glad you're here. So you are a coach and you have a coaching program called the Mind Body Magic. And so I wondered if you'd tell us a little bit about your, your profession, your coaching program, whatever you'd like to tell us. Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. So yes, I am a coach. I have a coaching program called the Mind Body Magic. And I believe that our physical health is a manifestation and is a direct representation of our emotional health. And that the physical body is is the manifestation of our subconscious mind. My belief is that when we work from the inside out, when we address what's going on internally, the body changes as well. So for me, that, that means taking the body out of a state of fight, fight, freeze, and into a state of rest and digest to allow the body to do what it does naturally, and that's heal itself. Well, I think that that's fascinating, and it makes me want to know more, but I also know just a little bit about you that our listeners don't know, and that is that you were very ill at one point. And so would you like to tell us how you landed here? So give us a little backstory. Yes. Okay. So I grew up with a lot of weird symptoms that at the time I thought were completely normal. I never had them checked out. I never did anything with them. I thought that everyone got dizzy when they stood up. And I thought that everyone could taste last night's dinner when they woke up in the morning. I thought it was really weird that people could eat breakfast, that they weren't still full. So I had these weird symptoms my whole life, but they never really impacted me. So I didn't really do anything about them until 2014. I had, I just moved to Israel. I was in, I just enlisted in the Israeli army and I got really, really sick. I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I was diagnosed with gastroparesis and I ended up being honorably medically discharged from the Israeli army in uh, 2016. So I served for a year and 11 months. And I came back to the United States for medical care. At that point, I was under 100 pounds. I was emaciated. You could see pretty much every bone in my body. My organs were shutting down. It was not pretty. And I continued to to search for answers. I saw doctor after doctor. Um, I was diagnosed with global intestinal dysmotility. So basically, my entire digestive system wasn't working. Dysautonomia, which is the dysregulation of the autonomic nervous system. Uh, Raynaud's, I was diagnosed with... Uh, heavy metal toxicity. I was also diagnosed, diagnosed with a 
genetic connective tissue disorder called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. So you name it, I pretty much, I pretty much had it. It was a really intense road for a long period of time. I was in a wheelchair. I had a feeding tube. Um, I was turned away by the Cleveland Clinic for being too complicated. The top neurogastroenterologist in the country, when I sent him my documents, hoping he would take me out as a patient, told me that there was nothing he could do for me. And I remember I was sitting in a doctor's appointment with my mom and I had doctors all over the country. And I had a doctor appointment in Texas and I was sitting with my mom in this doctor's appointment. And this doctor, I, I come to him with some research that I had done and some trials that I had found. And can I try this and that? My entire goal was to heal. I didn't want to be sick. That was not what I wanted from my life. I knew that there was more inside of me that, that this wasn't going to be my reality. And I remember this doctor, he looked at me and he says that I needed to stop. And he told me, you need to wrap your pretty little head around the fact that you're not going to get better. I walked out of that appointment so devastated. I really thought at that point, I believed that if a doctor said it, it was true. That if a doctor said that this was what was going to be the situation, like that, that was it. There was, that was, that's the final answer. That's the final word. My mom was furious after that appointment. She went full bomb, mama bear mode. And she looked at me and she goes, why, why do you look like that? Like, what's going on with you? So I told her, like the doctor said, and she looked at me and she goes, Sarah, you never listened to me growing up. Why, <laughs> why are you going to start listening to an authority figure now out of all the times to not listen? This is the time to not listen. <laughs> and you know that I was like, mom, <laughs> I don't like the way that you're painting me in this picture here. Cause I don't think I <laughs> misbehaved that much, but you know what? You're right. So I didn't stop. I kept digging and I found juicing. I originally found juicing through uh, the geneticist I was seeing. I was seeing a geneticist for the Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And she also believed in natural medicine. She did as much natural medicine as she could. And one of the things she recommended to me was talking to the garrison therapy, which is a diet and a protocol of enemas that is typically used for cancer patients. And there's a specific, I couldn't do the solid foods. I wasn't able to tolerate solid foods for six years. There was a point where I couldn't even hold down my own stomach vial. I was so sick. And um, she told me to look at the garrison therapy. I couldn't do the foods. There was a special soup, which to me was absolutely awful. It was disgusting. I couldn't, the thought of it just made my stomach turn. There are also juices included. And I figured, okay, I can, I can do juice. I can do juice. And by this point I had tried everything else, right? I had been in uh, organ failure multiple times. I'd been in the hospital. I'd been fed through my veins. I was in a, um, I had a feeding tube at the time. I was in a wheelchair. I had nothing to lose. Uh, and everything to potentially gain. So I started doing some research into juicing and I found all these Instagram accounts with these people who had done miraculous things while juicing. I found an account of someone who did a 90 day juice fast and he healed his Crohn's disease. I was like, whoa, okay. If he can heal his Crohn's in 90 days, I wonder what I can do for my digestive tract in a hundred days. So on November 15th, 2019, I started my juice fast and the goal was to go for a hundred days. And towards the end of that, juice fast, I realized, hold on, there's still more healing that I need to do. So I ended up going for an entire year. I did 366 days of fresh juice, of just homemade fresh juice. And during that time period, I realized that the juice wasn't what was healing me because I was healing during that time period. I've since resolved all symptoms. Uh, I walked away from that year completely healed physically. None of the same, none of the symptoms that I had, no evidence of any diagnosis. I've seen doctors since, and they've asked me what I, what I did because in their mind, it's inconceivable. And at the time while I was juicing, I was like, it's the juice, it's the juice. And I realized, hold on a second. 
it's not the juice, right? The juice is an incredible tool, but I'm the one who's making the juice. I'm the one who decided to do the juice. I'm the one who's drinking it. And I'm the one who's also dealing with the things that I'd pushed off for so many years that I never allowed myself to feel and deal with. The juice for me, I started it because I didn't have the trust and the faith in myself to recognize that I am the magic. I needed something outside of myself to feel safe and to trust in, and that was juice. But the more I juiced, the more I had that tool, the safer I felt within myself, the safer I was to recognize, hold on a second, it's not the juice. I'm the one doing everything. I'm doing all the work. This is me, I'm healing myself. And for me, once I recognized that, and once I, I learned that, hold on a second, my body is this divine thing. The entire knowledge of the universe is contained within every cell of my body. This is ancient knowledge from the beginning of time. And it's all within me. I can tap into that. And if I just allow myself to do what my body is designed to do without getting, letting anything get in the way, like trauma, while healing that and resolving that, my body's going to do what it's designed to do. And that's heal. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's become my life's work almost in a sense. And I know I'm only 28. So it sounds a little funny to be saying that even to my own ears, but to let people know that, Hey, you can heal. Let's figure out what's going on inside your body. Let's heal from the inside out. Let's figure out what's going on emotionally. Let's figure out what's going on. What triggered this response that you're having, because I work specifically with women who have experienced trauma, but who now have chronic health symptoms. And a lot of the time when I start speaking with women, they tell me their symptoms, they tell me what's going on in their body. And I ask them, okay, what was going on in your life around the same time that those symptoms started? And all of a sudden the light bulb goes off in their head. It's, whoa, this was happening. And then I got sick or this was going on And then this symptom developed. There's a connection there. And it's a connection that we're not taught to recognize, but it's there. And once we learn about that connection, once we have that knowledge, we always have the power to heal. Because whatever we're experiencing, we know that it stems from within us. We can go inwards and resolve that trauma, resolve that conflict that's within us. And then it expresses itself as healing in the body. Mm. Sarah. Our listeners can't see you, but you're you're you've got this peaches and cream going for you. You look like the picture of health. You're smiling ear to ear, and I can tell you're you're completely healthy. And so, um, you know, you're talking about having being just 28 and feeling like you're. It's a, this is your life's work. Well, the truth is you've, you had a near death experience, really. It's like you've had a second chance at life. And so it's no wonder you feel like you, you're just making the most of it. And um, I couldn't be happier for you. Thank you. um, You hold on a second. I'm, I'm coming up with my question here. You, um, are big onto Instagram. That's where you, everything is, where if somebody wanted to find out about you, they want to go to Instagram and search for Sarah Weisler, right? That's which correct. Yes. W-A-I-S-L-E-R, which I'm going to put in the show notes. But there they would be able to connect with your coaching program, which is the Mind Body Magic. Is that right? Yes. And even if someone was interested, they were not, not necessarily even in coaching, but just had a couple of questions. I answer all of my DMs. I'm always on Instagram. So any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm, I believe in living my life through service. And if I can be of service, mm-hmm. I'm here. 
It's amazing. So you love travel and you're fixing to travel again. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So I, I know you told me that you have dual citizenship. You've lived in America your whole life. Um, your dad is, has also dual citizenship, Israel and America, and you do too. And you're fixing to go stay for a while in Israel. Is that right? Yes. And I can't tell you how excited I am, not just to be traveling again. I actually spent um, the better part of last year living in Hawaii off grid in the jungle. And now I have the opportunity to go to Israel. And for me, it's so beautiful about going to Israel specifically is that the last time I was there, I was sick. The last time I was there, I was emaciated. I was in an abusive relationship. I was at my absolute worst the last time I was there. And now I get to go back at my absolute best and not just at my absolute personal best, but as a healed person who gets to help others heal. And it's just like a full circle moment, connecting all the dots. And really it's, it's almost like I'm rewriting a chapter of history and I'm so beyond excited for it. I can only imagine. And so our listeners don't have to think, oh, she's leaving me. Now I can't reach her. You absolutely can reach her because your most of your work is done online, right? So you can do that from anywhere in the world as long as you have an internet ex- uh, connection. Exactly. Please tell our listeners what the importance that you place on mindfulness. Mindfulness, I say, is paramount. It's it's everything. There are two states of the autonomic nervous system. We have the sympathetic state, which is the fight, flight, freeze. It's the adrenaline. It's the high rush. It's the overdrive. It's where's the, where's the threat coming from? It's on high alert. It's the active stage. And then there's the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. And the two are polar opposites and they're both important, right? We need the sympathetic nervous system has its purpose. It's what's kept us alive throughout history and it's natural and it's needed, but to live in that state, to live in that state of chronic stress, chronic overdrive, on high alert, it's not healthy because that is, that's survival mode, right? And when our bodies are in survival mode, only the things that are necessary for survival are what's prioritized. So digestion, for example, slows down dramatically and our breathing, instead of becoming long and deep the way that we are designed to breathe, is actually very, very shallow. And that actually perpetuates the continual state of the overdrive. And we're constantly on alert looking for that next threat and it doesn't have to be that way. It's what I call a fear-based lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to live that way. Whereas with parasympathetic nervous system, it's the more love-based, it's rest and digest. And in order to get from the sympathetic or the fight, fight, freeze to the parasympathetic, the rest and digest, dropping into the body and dropping into mindfulness is one of the most powerful tools that I know of to create that change. So for me, mindfulness is really everything. Mm-hmm. And so share with our listeners how you actually can do that so that you can actually get present when all this, all this might have been going on in your head and in your heart, you're feeling it in your body. Now you're way beyond that. You have all these tools and you're, you're well, but how do you tell these people who are, they're experiencing um, panic attacks and whatever, how do you help them get present right now? I actually had a call with someone earlier today and this person was feeling very, very overwhelmed in their body. It was hard to breathe. Things were, things were fuzzy and it just, they were not in, they were very much in the sympathetic nervous system state. So I had this person, I told them to lie down 
and feel the ground under their body. And then I told them to wiggle their toes. Feel the air as they wiggle each of their toes and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And then I told them to move their feet, roll their ankles and just work their way up the body. So being present in the body is a really great way to drop into mindfulness. If you're not in an area where you feel comfortable doing that, focusing on breathing is another great way to do that. Find a place to sit and just breathe. If you, there's a, a breathing technique called box breathing. It's used by Navy SEALs to regulate their heart rate. And it's a four count of a breath in, holding that breath for four counts, exhaling that breath for four counts and holding on empty for a four count and repeating that cycle as many times as you need to slow down the heart rate. And that helps bring you back into your body and bring the body out of the sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous system. So anything that helps you drop into that state. So that breathing technique, uh, focusing on different aspects of your body. If there is something, if that feels too overwhelming, if dropping into your body feels too overwhelming, focus on the room that you're in. Find five things that are the color blue and listen for three different distinct sounds that you can hear. Focusing on the sensations that you can feel and that you can measure as opposed to what's going on in your head is going to be a huge, huge benefit, a huge benefit to dropping into that state of mindfulness. I love that. <clears throat> Isn't it interesting that we need to be taught how to be present? We've forgotten how to be present. <clears throat> and so that you, you made it so simple. I'm sure we could vary that a million different ways. But what a wonderful example of how to do it. Thank so, you. So um, talk to me about being the magic. Tell me what, what, what does that mean to you when you say that you are the magic? You tell me more. Yeah. That, I know what that means is you think that whoever you're speaking to also is the magic. That yes. for themselves, they are the magic. So I want to yeah. hear more about that. To me, that means recognizing that you are limitless. You are made of the exact same thing that makes up the stars in the sky. You have no limitations. This world, I am a firm believer in the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, but there's something higher than us. There's something greater than us. And I am a firm believer that everything that happens happens not to us, but for us and for our highest good. Looking back, getting sick was, I used to believe it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Now I know that it was the best thing that ever happened for me. It changed my life in a whole new direction. And when you look at life and when you, and you see it from this perspective of all of this is for me, for my knowledge, for my growth, for my next level, for, and I know it's really hard to do when you're in that moment, when you're feeling the panic, when you're, which is why mindfulness is so helpful to drop into that state of mindfulness to then up level to a state of love and gratitude. But the magic is when you know that you are limitless, that you have this, you are boundless that everything you need is already inside of you. The entire knowledge of all of the universe is, exists within all of yourselves. There's a beautiful quote, I think it's by Rumi, that you are not just a drop in the ocean, but you're the entire ocean in a drop. <laughs> That's a lovely thought. Would you share with our listeners that quote that you say each morning to yourself in the mirror? Yes. This is from Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. I love Louise Hay. She's a, I would highly recommend reading her books. Um, she's very big into mindfulness as well. And she's all about radical self-love and self-acceptance, which are huge parts in healing. Um, you have to accept all that you are and love all that you are because healing isn't about uh, never having anything wrong. It's about loving all the parts of you that you think are wrong. But her, she has this practice called mirror play. She doesn't call it mirror work because it's the healing should be fun. 
And every morning, this is what she recommends doing, looking in the mirror and saying, I love life and life loves me. Just constantly on repeat, because it's so true. I love life and life loves me. <laughs> it feels wonderful talking to you, Sarah. I, I can only imagine how much you help your clients. Would you like to leave our listeners with some final thoughts or maybe some advice? What would you like to share with us before you say goodbye? I would love to share gratitude. Honestly, thank you for this opportunity. Thank, I'm so grateful that I was able to heal, but I, I think I, I speak about mindfulness a lot. And I speak about, uh, on my Instagram, I also talk about radical self-love and self-acceptance like Louise Hay, I think those are so important. But the most important, I think, tool that we can cultivate in our toolbox is gratitude. Because when we are grateful for all that is around us, there's nothing that we can't do. When, we're, when we express that gratitude, we get more of what we're expressing gratitude for. So I wanna thank you for this opportunity. I wanna thank everyone for listening. And I wanna say, drop into gratitude whenever you can. There's always something to be grateful for, even when it's hard to find something, even when it's hard to recognize, there is always something to be grateful for. And right now I'm grateful for you. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much. And have a wonderful, wonderful trip and continue your great work. Thank you for all you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. It was wonderful ch chatting with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Tune In and Level Up. Please come back. Until next time, let's make every day and every opportunity count.